Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that He is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now, let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I Am Persuaded podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening to each episode, and I truly hope the Holy Spirit speaks to you through them. I do want to apologize for just kind of stopping and not posting the final episode of the tribulation, and that's the episode we're at today. But I just want to apologize. Summer has been very busy uh, with the youth group. I serve as the youth pastor at Beulah Baptist Church, and we have just been very busy with Bible schools and summer camp, and then had a mission trip that got postponed. And so just a lot's been going on. And so I do apologize for not posting the last episode, but hopefully now with all of that winding down, we can get back onto a schedule of at least posting every other week. I think that would be great and that fits uh, best with the the topics that we're uh, discussing. So I'm looking forward to that. And so just thank you for your patience. I've heard many of you ask when's the next episode coming out. And so I'm just sorry for that, Uh, but it's here now. And so I hope you listen and I hope it's an encouragement to you. And so I hope that as we've answered questions regarding eschatology on the past couple of episodes, we looked at the rapture, then we'll begin looking at at the tribulation period and all that it entails, I truly hope it's been an encouragement, but I hope it's answered your questions as well, because I had been, I had gotten a lot of questions submitted regarding the end times, regarding the rapture, regarding the tribulation. And so I've just wanted to go slowly through all of that. And that's what we've done. We've been very slow through it and just answering the questions that come up and just going verse by verse through scripture and see what God's word has to say about these events that are going to come in the future. And so I've been going through a series on here regarding eschatology, looking at the next few events on God's prophetic calendar. We started with the rapture, and I said that uh, in the first episode. I believe that the rapture of the church is the next thing lined up on God's grand prophetic calendar. I think everything is lined up. Everything has taken place that needs to take place for the rapture of the church to take place. And then after the rapture, if some time proceeds, we don't know exactly, but the tribulation period will begin after the rapture of the church. And so that's the episodes that we've been looking at uh, for the past couple of weeks on the podcast is going in depth, verse by verse, uh, what the tribulation is going to be at, be about. So we've looked at the bowl at the trumpet judgments. We've looked at uh, the various things that are going to take place with the Antichrist, with the beast, with the false prophet. Uh, we've looked at the seal judgments. And today, we come to the bowl judgments and the battle of Armageddon. We left off last episode with the trumpet judgments, taking us almost to the end of the tribulation period. And so, but as bad as it was for those during that time, the tribulation is still not over for those living and still alive during this period of time that's going to happen on earth. And so in Revelation chapter 16, John writes to us telling us about the seven vials or the seven bold judgments that will be poured out upon the living during this time. And it will once again be awful. And remember, all of this is God pouring out his judgment and wrath on the earth for mankind rejecting uh, the free gift of eternal life through Jesus. And so we start in Revelation chapter 16 and verse 1, and it says this, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a, a noisome and grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast, and 
and upon them which worshipped his image. And so bold judgment number one, this judgment will inflict terrible pain among the bodies of men and women living during this time. It will be sores that develop on mankind's body during these days. The Greek words and some scholars try to interpret it and say that this could indicate some type of cancerous sore, uh, that it's just very aggressive and very painful and not easily to be cured. And so this pain and sore will only come to those who have worshipped the image of the beast, which we talked about in last episode. That's what verse 2 said. This sore, these grievous sores will come upon mankind that worshipped the beast and have rejected a God and turned to repentance. The believers during this time will not have to face the pain of the sores. Then the second bold judgment picks up in verse number 3 of Revelation chapter 16, and it says this. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And so here the ocean is being spoken of, and God is now going to unleash his wrath upon most of the bodies of water that's left on earth. In bold judgment number two, he releases it on the ocean. In bold judgment number three, he's going to release it on the fresh water. So it begins in verse three with God pouring out his wrath and judgment upon the oceans. And it says every living thing that is alive in the ocean during this time will be dead. And so the ocean water on the face of the earth during this time will turn to blood and it will cause every living thing in the sea to die off. Can you imagine some of those people that live by the seashore? Can you imagine the disease that will take place as people try to get their uh, living from working on the ocean and working near that, the disease that will come uh, from the animals dying in the ocean? And imagine someone sailing in the ocean during this time and all of a sudden the boats begin to struggle as the water is no more and you look down and there's blood covering the boat. It will be an awful and terrifying event that will cause not only death, but death to all things living in the ocean and people from the disease that will come from all of this will die as well. Then the bold, the third bold judgment takes a toll on the freshwater supply. And so John says in verse 4 of Revelation 16, And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are, are thy judgments. And so here we have the fourth bold judgment, or the third bold judgment, rather. And so this judgment is taking place against all the fresh water. And so this judgment is hard to hear, honestly, because the people living during this time, especially the ones that have rejected the truth... And the ones that called for the witnesses and the prophets to be killed, and they aided in all of this, now they are getting this judgment placed on them and their fresh water, something they used to sustain life. They are now having to drink it, and it's blood. And so it's no longer water, it's blood that they're having to drink. And so listen to me. For so long, for 2,000 years, our God has been long-suffering, our God has been gracious, our God has withstood people mocking his son's name, mocking him, mocking believers, persecuting believers. And now during this time, there's no more long-suffering. There's no more grace to be extended to those that have mocked and those that have uh, deliberately blasphemed the name of God. Now during this time, when the believers are raptured out, all the wrath and judgment 
judgment from a righteous God will be poured out, and they will be left with only blood to drink. I can't even imagine what it will be like during those days, the last few days of the tribulation period. As you go to get a drink of fresh water, as their sores are on you, as uh, natural disasters has been taking place, there's been darkness on the earth, there's been uh, men claiming you need to fall in and worship a beast, and all of this re- wreaking havoc upon the earth, and all the pandemonium that's going to be taking place, and then you go just to get a, a drink of fresh water, and it's blood. I can't imagine what it will be like during that time. Then the fourth bold judgment in verses 8 and 9 of Revelation chapter 16 says this, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. So this judgment will use the sun to scorch men and burn them like they've never been burned before. And so you might be saying, I've been sunburned before. So that this, this judgment's not going to be all that bad. Friend, this is not your red shoulders from spending a day on the beach without sunscreen. This will literally burn mankind so badly. It says burn them as like fire. And so it will look as if these men have walked through burning flames as their flesh is being burned off of their body because of the intense heat of the sun and the sad part is instead of looking to God who the Bible says has the power to relieve these plagues has the power to remove all of this pain and suffering instead of looking to him and repenting they make fun of God they blaspheme God they hate God and they they badmouth God because of what's going on once again they refuse to turn to the one that could help And instead of turning to him for help, they blaspheme God out loud together corporately because of what's going on. And that very attitude that they have is the reason all of these judgments are taking place on the earth. They refused to believe in Jehovah. They refused to believe in the Savior. And so here when they had a chance to look to him and repent, they blasphemed him again. And that brings in the fifth bold judgment which takes place in verses 10 and 11 of revelation chapter 16 verse 10 says this and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain and here again they blasphemed the god of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not for their deeds so this judgment will be focused solely on the worship of the beast remember back to last episode how they're going to erect this statue and they're going to demand that the beast be worshiped and so god will cause a darkness over the image where it is erected and over the capital where this image is and this darkness will most likely slow down the forced worship of the beast and it will result in men to be angry the ones that are promoting the worship of the beast they're going to be mad that this darkness is there and that they're friends and they can't worship him and so it's going to cause an anger and in, in result of that the pain from the sores the pain from the heat the pain from all that's going on in all of the judgments will begin to get so worse they will gnaw their tongues and again they will blaspheme God for their pains you know what it's like and I got to asking myself why all of a sudden is the pain getting worse whenever you're struggling with something maybe you have the flu maybe you just have aches maybe you have arthritis I don't know but whenever you have some type of pain and the darkness of the night comes it just seems like it's worse and so imagine during those days there's sores cancer like sores maybe on their body 
They've been scorched with the sun almost to the point of their flesh burning off. And now there's a darkness over the area where they're staying. And the Bible says they're going to gnaw their tongues, just trying to find relief from all of the pain that they're suffering. I can't even imagine. And my words can't even uh, begin to describe to you how bad these last few days of the tribulation are going to be. That brings us to the sixth bold judgment in verses 12 through 16 of uh, Revelation chapter 16. Verse 12 says this, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river, river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings in the east might be prepared. And as I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them uh, to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, this is this, this is the Lord speaking. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that, that that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his, his his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And so here we have the battle of Armageddon getting ready to take place. The tribulation is getting ready to end. What we have the sixth bold judgment. And this is where God will dry up the Euphrates River, which was previously turned to blood in the third bold judgment. And this will do nothing more than just open up the path that the armies and the kings of the east will cross as they rush in for the battle of Armageddon. Once this takes place, that opens up the final uh, bold judgment, the seventh and final bold judgment, which, which we see about in verses 17 through 21. And it says this, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is is done. And there was voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great, that the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and the great Babylon came into remembrance before God, to give unto her the cup of wine and the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men again blasphemed God because of the plague of the hell, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. And so here's the final bold judgment, and this will be the final outpour of wrath on of these judgments and the final outpour of wrath during this tribulation period. And the best way in my vocabulary to sum up uh, this final judgment is simply widespread destruction on all of the world. It will begin with a voice from heaven that shouts, it is done. It's over. Tribulation is over. It's over. The judgment's over. Then an earthquake, the Bible says, like has not been since the world was created and mankind was placed on the earth. Will follow the voice and this quake will divide the city, will divide Jerusalem into three parts and many other cities will fall. Then the Bible says islands will disappear. Mountains will not be able to be found because this earthquake opening up so much into the earth. Islands will disappear. Mountains will disappear. Now this is the part that just, I mean, it amazes me, but also it burdens me and pains me that there are going to be people that live through this. There will be a storm like never before that will produce hail that weighs one talent 
And that is estimated, friends, to be 100 pounds. Can you imagine every piece of hail that falls from the sky is weighing 100 pounds? We've had hailstorms around here that have damaged cars and damaged roofs and bust out, busted out windows. But they have, they've been maybe the size of golf balls. I've seen some on the news maybe the size of a baseball and softball. But never has there been hail that weighs 100 pounds. As that falls from the sky on impact, that will kill and destroy everything that it hits. But still, those who are not spared, and they actually live through all of these judgments, will again blaspheme and curse God and repent not. And God in this moment is destroying every, uh, literally everything that mankind has built and thought of as an asset and placed all of their faith in. He's destroying their houses. He's destroying the islands. He's destroying the things that they've built and erected. He is taking it all away, making them realize, hey, this means absolutely nothing. As the hail falls, the earthquake begins, and all of these things start to transpire. It's going to be literal hail own earth. And with this final judgment concluding, that will conclude uh, almost the tribulation period and set up for the second coming of Christ for him to reign on earth. But there's one more thing to take place before that happens, and that is the battle of Armageddon. On this day, armies from the east and the west will meet in the area around the mountains of Megiddo, that is where the, we get the Greek word Armageddon because it's the mountain of Megiddo. And so I have stood in this very valley, look in this mountain range. It spans 20 miles by 14 miles. And then another battlefield, while this one is taking place, will ignite during this, uh, during this time in the households in Jerusalem and the neighbors will begin fighting each other. But in the midst of the fighting and the battle of Armageddon, in the midst of all of the turmoil that's going on, as bloodshed is going on there in that valley, during this is when the Lord will return at the second coming, not to be confused as the rapture, to return at the second coming. He will split the eastern sky. He will stand on the Mount of Olives there in Jerusalem and destroy all nations that come against Israel. And in the midst of Jesus' return, while all these battles are unfolding and bloodshed is great, Christ is returning with the armies of heaven. And that army will conquer the earth. The bloodshed will be so unbelievable. The Bible says the blood will flow up to the horse's bridle. And in that valley, remember, it's 20 miles by 14 miles. If the bloodshed and the bodies are that high from where Christ and the armies of heaven have defeated all of evil, I can't even imagine the victory that's going to take place during this time as Christ returns triumphant. As Christ, we, I think we've said this on the podcast before, when Christ rode the donkey into the, into the city before his crucifixion, he rode in as a humble servant. But when a king comes on a horse, he's declaring war on the enemy. And that's Jesus at the second coming at the end of the tribulation. He comes on a horse with us as the, as the armies of heaven come with him to defeat evil for once and for all. And the outcome is clear. The beast will be defeated. He and his false prophet will be thrown into the lake of fire to burn and be in torment forever and ever. And so as we close these tribulation episodes on the podcast, there is more end time events to unpack in coming episodes. But the question might arise, why is all of this judgment and bloodshed going to take place on earth? And why is God the one inflicting it on mankind? Some people ask the question, and it's a valid question. Isn't God loving? 
Isn't God caring? So why would God want to inflict all of this pain and suffering and bloodshed if he is so great? And well, the obvious reason is this, and we find this in scripture, the wickedness of man must be punished. You go back to, uh, you go back to the Garden of Eden when mankind originally sinned. Mankind's sin demands punishment because God is righteous. God cannot be in the presence of sin. And so if mankind fails to turn to Jesus, who 2,000 years ago, friend, came to earth and paid for the wrath of God for our sin. He sat on the cross to tell us that as he was beaten, as he was scourged, as he was mocked, as God had to turn his back on his son, he uttered the word to tell us meaning it's paid in full. The sin debt of mankind is paid in full. And so when mankind refuses to turn to Jesus, to the one that paid for it all, we're saying in and of ourselves, I'll take the punishment. I'll take the wrath on myself because I'm refusing the one that took it for me. And so, friend, we're all deserving of such punishment. But Christ in his great love, mercy, and grace took all of it for us. And so when we believe in Jesus, we have now no more condemnation to those of us that are in Christ Jesus. We are forgiven. We are set free. And we are no longer going to have to pay for the wrath of our sins because Christ paid for it. For us. But right now, it may seem as if God is not doing much about evil. I've been asked that question on all the evil that's going on in the world. Why is God not stepping in and doing something? Right now, He's long suffering. Right now, He's gracious. He does not wish that any should perish, but He wants all to come to repentance. But one day, He will act. One day, He will unleash His wrath. He will unleash His righteous judgment. And for us as believers, we might be enduring some hardship here right now. But we're going to be raptured out because Christ has paid for our punishment. So these episodes are not to scare the believer by any means. But they should compel you to worship and be so, so very thankful for Christ and what he has already accomplished for you. And if you're listening today and you have put off believing in Jesus, make today the day of salvation. Because if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will be left behind at the rapture to endure all of these seven years of the tribulation to face all of these awful judgments and that is listen that is not God's plan or will for your life hell was never created for the Christian or never created for mankind rather hell was created for Satan hell was created for the fallen angels never created for mankind but when we reject in total rebellion we reject Jesus and his free gift we are forced to pay for our sins ourselves through wrath and through an eternity separated from Jesus forever. Listen, I said it earlier. He doesn't wish that any should perish, but he wants all to come to repentance. And believers, let this set a fire in you to share the gospel with everyone that you come in contact with. You should not wish this judgment on anyone that you know. So I truly hope these episodes have been an encouragement. I hope they've been eye-opening to what is to come in the future, and I look forward to unpacking the rest of the eschatology on the next couple of episodes. As always, I hope you have a great Friday, and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.